Hey, besties. My name's Lisa. And my name's Tamara, and we're BFFs. Tamara and I met when we were about 12 years old, growing up in good old Fairbanks, Alaska. And we've been best friends forever since. That's right. And that's why we've decided to have some fun, friendly conversations with the bestest of best friends. We'll talk about how we became best friends, our experiences together, and have other best friends on the show to share how they met. Who knows? You never know when you'll meet your next BFF. Now let's get into it. How I met my BFF. Welcome to another episode of How I Met My BFF. Hey, Tamara, how's it going? Hey, Lisa, how are you? I am well. I'm feeling a little senior itisy. I think I always feel like this around, like between Thanksgiving and Christmas, because it's like, I, you know, I'm working, but then I'm decorating or I'm, you know, buying presents. So it sort of feels a little like senior year in May. Oh, I thought you were referring <laughs> Not you senior felt- like getting old, senior itis, like <laughs> high school, like young. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, what? How why are you feeling old at this time? Wow, that shows how old we are. Is that You're getting closer yeah. to your birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah. So are you. Um so also I don't think I told you, but I am going to see Depeche Mode on Sunday in Los Angeles. It has been I the last time I saw them in concert in like before my first marriage. So that's how long ago I saw them. I think it was in the nineties, like maybe the mid, 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 late nineties. Yeah. Um, and they just announced Los Angeles named December 13th, Depeche Mode day. Oh, wow. Officially. Wow. The mayor came out and said, <laughs> so it's official and it's true. So I'm very excited about that. What are you doing? That is, well, first what of have all, you done lately? That's I would, that would be an excellent concert to go to. Absolutely. Wow. Well, I hope you have fun. I can't wait to see all the pictures and hear what your favorite song is now. So, yeah. Um, I, let's see. I don't know if they're going to play my favorite song. I did take a little sneak peek at the set list no, and it was not, not on there. No, you weren't supposed yeah, to do that. I oh know. God. I couldn't help myself. Uh, wait. Um, well, let's see. I I think the, the exciting thing this weekend that's coming up is I... We have our annual, I know you're going to be really jealous of this. Your pub we have our annual 12, 12 bars of Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> and um, I thought I, w- it w- I thought I was going to miss it, but unfortunately I will be here and <laughs> <laughs> um, it should be fun. It'll, it'll be interesting because there's also a huge Grizz game unexpectedly tomorrow night. And so the, it's just going to be a crazy night on the town, I'm sure. So yeah, we go around. We start at I think two in the afternoon, and we um, we do a we visit twelve bars, and we dress up in awful costumes, and um, do a little scavenger hunt. What are you going to wear? I don't know. I have some options. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, okay. I'll either go not go politically incorrect or I'll just go cute. I don't know. We'll okay. see. Okay. Yeah. I'd but, love to um, see what a politically incorrect uh, holiday costume would be. I'm going to have to learn more about that offline. Well, I have it. <laughs> one, one of my outfits is a, it's a picture of two reindeer having sex. Oh, okay. in a well, pleasant, in a pleasant <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. They're consensual, consensual reindeer yeah. sex. I, I love think. that. You know, I mean, <laughs> 
Sorry. All right. Well, I'm so that out, Lisa. No, I, I, I love it. It's I never would have thought of that before. Um, I'm so excited that our friends, uh, our new best friend duo, is here today. We've got Christy Johnson, Christy Boy Johnson, and Juliet Dylan Clark. Both have three names, which is super exciting. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Christy and Juliet. How are you? Great. How are you? I want to know more about these politically incorrect reindeer. Like, how do they pleasantly? You said pleasantly, like you're some sort of voyeur. I, I think no, like they're having sex pleasantly. Like it's not like really graphic porno. Okay. Not reindeer porn. No, no, like, reindeer, reindeer so you can sex, around. Oh, sorry. Uh, reindeer sex go kind of goes with the twelve bars of Christmas. I think might sort of go together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can change Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. They wouldn't let him play games. No, no more reindeer porn games. <laughs> yes. I think, so, I think, Chris. I think we've just been disinvited from the show. No, <laughs> not at all. Is, <laughs> you absolutely should fly up and and um come and witness this. It's it is pretty funny and. <gasps> And my, what I mean is like, I could wear it in front of children and they wouldn't really get it. So that, oh, that's okay. like, it takes a minute to like, oh, wait, what are your reindeer doing? <laughs> so You're playing a game. Silly things like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. You're playing Twister. Are, yeah. are there, are there children in the bars in Montana? <laughs> oh, You'd be question. surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, why? Yeah, so the in Missoula, I don't I assume it's everywhere else in Montana, but in Missoula, as long as a bar serves food, they can be there until nine o'clock at night. I think and it's so, a very state to state because Yeah, oh yeah, you guys are more strict. In California, no, you can be well, I don't know all the rules, but I know there's something about serving food, but then if they don't serve I don't know what the time is. I think it's like when they stop serving food is probably when you're not allowed. I don't know. And by food, it can be just, it could be like a little, uh, you know, platter of pretzels <laughs> or <laughs> loosely defined. You know, funny, but not funny. In one of my books, I wrote about a bar and my mother actually said to me, like, have you been there? And I was like, I spent my childhood there, mother. <laughs> and she was like, oh, <laughs> like she didn't realize that I remembered all that detail from being stuck in one of those places where they serve a little food, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but more alcohol. You got to see some things that you, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's, so, that's what's um, wrong with me as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a whole book about it. What's that book called? What's that yeah. book, Julia? I'm trying to think. I think that was Granny Heist that that I wrote about that in it. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was. That's oh, funny. Was that fiction? A fictional book? Well, yeah, but when you write fiction, like most of it is, you know, spying on people, personal. Yeah, you guys know what a weirdo I am. No, you know, looking at people's mannerisms, things that you're, you know, it's very healing to write a fiction novel. You'd be surprised. Draw from, draw from personal experience, kill your ex in a way that's totally legal and fictional. Yeah. <laughs> I did that, actually. <laughs> My very like, first book, I was going to a divorce personal. and I killed my ex. Oh my God. So better a bestseller than a felon. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That, I like that. That's the tagline for the business. <laughs> better a bestseller yeah. than a felon. <laughs> 
So I want to dive into your best friend relationship. And it was so funny because actually when I met Juliet for the first time, we were introduced by someone, a mutual friend. And as soon as I mentioned the podcast, she's like, hold on. And she calls Chris like on the phone during our conversation or you texted her or something like that. So it's funny. So, uh, oh no, I think you called her. I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah. you were on the, you were on the um, call with us. Yeah. So that was yeah. kind of fun. But um, how did, uh, I'll have Juliet, you, you start us off. How did you first meet Christy? So I was speaking at JVIC on the stage scared half to death because there were what 300 people in the room and when I got off the stage Christy is like shooting down the aisle hey I to talk to you and I was like oh my god I'm scared and now I'm a stalker <laughs> so we talked and we just hit it off <laughs> I don't think I made that much of a spectacle out of it. <laughs> okay, Chris, your I, version. What's your version? I did stalk her. I I did. I fair, I, fair. I heard her talk, and I was like, my radar went off, and I thought, I have to know this woman. And so I notate. I noted that she was wearing a blue dress, and I there were. I think there were more than three hundred people in that room. I mean, it was it was there ridiculous how many people there were, and. So I noted where she went and I went down the aisle looking for the woman in the blonde woman in the blue dress. And when I found her, I like crossed over people's laps. Like, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> we have to talk to each other. And I gave her my card and I said, call me later. <laughs> and she did. <laughs> and that, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I, just, I, I did I, I gave her a ring. My stalkers are in short supply, so <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah, you know okay, you're in so trouble then, when your stalkers stop stalking you. <laughs> so, so you're so that's the the like the little match the the start of it. But there's got to be some kind of journey to get from stalker to best friend. I'd love to know that <laughs> secret. But yeah, how did it start to develop then? Because it sounds like it was a business sort of relationship at the beginning is that true or yeah it, yeah, yeah it, it did start out business but um because I'm a publisher and she's an editor you know when we started doing business together we're talking we we're talking all the time and then um you know I tried to do some things here and there the thing you said before the show about you know one person's quiet one person's not I, I'm more techie than Chris so uh, there was a lot of tech help going on too <laughs> Yes, because I cried every time we went too deep and I wasn't ready for it. I would, I would cry. And she would get, oh, wait, wait, let's start again. Yeah. If you knew me, like emotion is not my thing. So when she started crying, I was like, oh, shit. what do I say? I just, do I run away? Do I like? You're like, there, there. It's okay. <laughs> no, I'm not like that. I'm just like, stop. <laughs> but, but, but Juliet fixed it though. She fixed, she fixed me. <laughs> I now can, really? I now, I now know, understand tech a lot better. And, and I can actually comprehend what people are saying now for the most part. Yeah. Not and everything. she quit crying. She quit crying. 
just, just curious, did you get, did you cry because you were frustrated, frustrated or confused? No, I said to her, she was, she was, she was helping me with something and she, she was, uh, Juliet, when she gets on a roll, she talks really fast. And if you know, if you're with her, it's very easy to follow along. But I was sitting there like a deer in headlights and I, and I said, I didn't understand any of the words that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> And, and so then she slowed down with me and, and let me kind of process through and, uh, and, and then it was okay. So. Aww. Yeah. So how did it start to become a more of a best friend relationship? When did that click in? Oh gosh. I don't even remember. Do you? I think it really started clicking in during COVID. Because mm. I, I called, I was a teacher and I was busy and I, and I called her and I said, I'm done with that world. I'm not doing it anymore. <clears throat> and she, we started doing projects and, and she give it, you know, there's all sorts of work going on and we started communicating a lot. And, um, at that time I lived in California. So I was always an hour behind her. And then when I moved to Texas, <laughs> now I'm an hour ahead of her. <laughs> And the first thing she said to me when I moved was, oh, good. Now I can call you first thing when I get up and I don't have to worry about you being asleep. <laughs> you have to understand, I'm a super early morning person yeah. and so is Chris. But when she was in California, I would always get up like 4, 4.30 and I'd be like, oh, damn, I have to wait an hour or two. And now it's, I know, look, look at the look on, on Lisa's face. Like, really? You text her? So now that I can get up early. and I can just text her. Yeah. And then I can get mad, like, what, what are you what, doing? What's more important than texting me at five o'clock in the morning? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Pretty fun. Yeah. So, so Christy, what, with you guys becoming, you know, best friends, what was, what, what are one of the things that you guys have done since you do live apart together that has been memorable? Oh, that's a good question. We've only actually physically been in the same place a couple of times. Um, So, um, but one time it was, it was during that Laughlin thing. She was in San Diego and I came down and she said, (laughs) I came down to attend it with her. And she said to me, I always forget that you're tall. (laughs) Because, you know, when you're sitting in a chair on zoom, it's really hard to tell, you know, and so that was pretty funny, but we, but so we just, I don't know, we just get along so well. We call each other all the time. I, this last week I went through a, a big shift in, in circumstances. And the first thing I did was tell Juliet and ask for help and her advice and help. And she's, she's just always there and you just like, what can, what more can you ask for? from a BFF, yeah. then they're there for you. And when you need them, and I, you know, I always answer the phone when she calls. The only exception is if I'm either in the shower or on another call. <laughs> so, or it's 3am. <laughs> to be fair, there have been times I've been up at 3am and I've texted you. Back, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, just we just we just have a really simpatico relationship and we can we get going and we can talk really honestly with each other about pretty much anything. And so it's it's nice. It's nice to have that. And sometimes it's just like I just 
I'm really ticked off about this and I need to vent this. And <laughs> I, I was just going to say that is, is where like, I am such a driver and it, it, like, I, I have no patience. So when I call her, she's more woo woo. And so, you know, she'll be like, take a deep breath. It'll be okay. <laughs> She's like, align your chakras. Yeah, align your chakras. (laughs) Go meditate. And I'll be like, no. (laughs) (laughs) This person must die. (laughs) I'm writing off in my next book. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. What um, What are some of the qualities? Here, I'll start with Christy. Christy, what are some of the qualities Juliet has that you really love? Oh my gosh. I, how much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Juliet is completely honest. She is just who she is. She's totally honest. You, you'd never have deceit or guile with her ever, either personally or professionally. She just, it's just, I love that about her that, you know, if you ask her a question, you're going to get an honest answer. And I, and she is, extremely brilliant. I mean, I tell everybody you, she's brilliant. She's brilliant. And if you, if if you work with her or you're her friend, she's going to help you. And she's going to, every advice that she gives is always spot on. So you can trust her. I, I just can't say enough good things about her. I try really hard to bend over backwards. I've made my boo-boos from time to time, like forgetting a meeting the other day. (laughs) That's okay. Totally my bad, <laughs> but it's, but it's, it's always just easy. Like, oops, <laughs> boo-boo. <laughs> so yeah, I, that's, yeah, that's what I, that I love and Beautiful. appreciate that so much. How about you, Juliet? What do you love about uh, Christy? I love that she has the ability to calm me down and, and it's the same thing. You know, she'll tell me, you know, if I, if I express something to her, she'll give me an honest opinion. Um, Cause you know, sometimes when you're in the weeds and something, you're just, you're not seeing the forest for the tree. So she'll kind of back it up and, um, you know, say, Hey, did you look at this or did you look at that? And, you know, I can, I can sort of trust her too. She kind of backs me off of things because I get going and I just go. So, um, and, and she tolerates me because you know, that, that honesty thing, not always appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has the the people people who don't understand Juliet will can be like, oh, she's so in your face, and I'm like, yeah, she's honest. She's telling you the truth. And if you in in our case with publishing and editing, if you want your book project to be good, listen to someone who's telling you the truth. Don't listen to the people who are just set telling you what you want to hear. Yeah. And we, we end up with a lot of that in our industry. By the time people get to the editor or, you know, even the publisher, people have already blown a bunch of smoke up their behind about, you know, you're going to be a bestseller. You're going to sell thousands of books and it just doesn't happen. So, you know, I would, I was on Allie B's show last week and I, you know, I described myself as the destroyer of dreams because, because <laughs> <laughs> darn it, you spent all that time writing that book thinking it's going to be a bestseller and now it's not. <laughs> no, just because I'm transparent about what this industry is really like. I want people to have appropriate expectations. 
It's yeah. not that I'm really a dream destroyer. It's just sometimes people don't want to hear that it's going to take a lot of work to sell a lot of copies. Yeah. It's more like a truth teller, right? Like a, a truth teller. What I prefer is, destroyer of dreams. It has I, alliteration in it. I love alliteration. <laughs> Gotta love alliteration. Well, truth teller also has alliteration, oh. but I hear you. Okay. <laughs> destroyer of dreams. Let me make D E no. <laughs> Do you know one of these days you guys are going to get somebody that you refer to me and it's going to be, please be Juliet, Destroyer of Dreams. Good luck. I, I was a um, huge Game of Thrones fan. And so I don't know if that's a show either of you have watched, but um, yeah, the Khaleesi, Khaleesi means queen and Dothraki, I guess. And so my husband would call me Khaleesa. And then as the show continues, no spoilers here, but she gets... Uh, multiple titles as the show continues. So I'd be like, Kalisa, you know, creator of speakers and uh, author of, you know, <laughs> da -da 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 -da, podcast host, you know, all the things. I'd be like, you need to say all my titles as I'm walking into the room. But uh, so I get it. Oh, do you know when, when I moved to Utah, we lived, first when I moved here, we lived on top of this mountain. And there was this big sign they put up like in September, winter is coming. And I, I was so excited. So I was like, oh, Jon Snow's coming. Ah! <laughs> <Yay>. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to, uh, my husband's from Ireland. And this uh, mm -hmm. summer we went to the Game of Thrones tour in Northern Ireland, the studio tour. And they had all the sets of like the, liter the Game of Thrones, like literally the throne. And I'll, I'll just, oh, it was amazing. Oh my gosh. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, you got to go. It's it's a must-see check. We were so I need, excited. I need to go. When my grandmother passed away, I found this family tree that went all the way back to uh, our family origins in Kilkenny. And I've never, is it Kilkenny? Yeah, Kilkenny, yeah. I think is the name of it. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I've always wanted to go. So oh, I should go um, do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just make sure you do hit that Northern Ireland part up. It's all up towards the tippy tip top. Um, but so fun, so fun, amazing. And there was an amazing way. There was other things too, but the, the Game of Thrones thing was really, really pretty cool. And I don't fangirl that much on, there's certain things I fangirl on. Hmm. I know, I know Tamara, well, cause Tamara <laughs> knows all my stuff. Cause we've known each other since we were 12. So yes, Eddie Vedder is my boyfriend and <laughs> yeah, my husband, my husband's aware, but there's not that many other things that I fangirl out on too bad. Yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a fan of shame shame. When somebody does something in my house, I'll start throwing things at him. Just shame shame. <laughs> my daughter and I do that too. We're like ding ling ling. I have a question. Got to see it. I have a question. It's so it sounds like you both, you know, are friends, but also work together. And you know, we've interviewed a lot of friends that are um, co. You know, have businesses together or work together. And then others we've interviewed who have never done, you know, they're just friends that not in a work environment. Do you have any suggestions on how to, um, you know, remain friends, but also be in a workspace? Julia, I'll go with you. Stay in your lane. I think that's one thing that works so well from us. Um, I am very aware, even though I'm a writer, that uh, I'm a storyteller. I'm not, I'm not a grammar Nazi. So when it comes to the editing, um, you know, Chris, I, I don't micromanage Chris. It's like, here's this person, you take them on, 
you know, and then I get the book and I go with it. So I don't, I don't do anything that's outside of my lane. I think, and she doesn't either. So I think that is really the key to working together. Yes. And, and when we are working with a client that is going to publish with Juliet and I'm in, and they're in the editing process with me, if I, if they ask me something that I don't know, I call Juliet and we talk it through so that I don't tell them something wrong and that I think is true, but maybe isn't in the publishing world. Usually, usually Juliet's already educated me and I know because we've been, we've been together for so long now that I pretty much know, like, if they ask me, how, how does the copyright page work? I think Julia takes care of that. I don't think you need to worry about that. And yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's a really good answer. And also we communicate really well about pretty yeah. much everything. So that, that just makes for a very harmonious relationship, whether we're, whether we're just gabbing or, um, you know, <laughs> talking I was just going to say, there's a a lot of what goes on where uh, the client will say something to me about, well, Christy said, and I'll pick up the phone and I'll go, oh, Christy, I know damn well you didn't say this. So can you please clarify what the heck is going on? (laughs) It's like children, right? Children trying to triangulate their parents against each other. Yeah, that's exactly what they do. So it, it is kind of funny sometimes because I trust her enough to know, you know, when my, my antenna goes up, like, yeah, Christy didn't say that to you. <laughs> no. No, when so you there is, I defer there is, to Juliet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is a little bit of smack that goes on in the, in the background. So I hope none of our clients are listening. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're watching. We're watching. We're, we're watching you. <laughs> but. What's the name of your company? Is it, are you under this, remind me, are you under the same umbrella? No. Okay. So Juliet, what's your, what's the name of your company? And then Christy, what's yours? I I have two, Superbrand Publishing and Author Traffic School. Superbrand Publishing and then Author Traffic School. I love that, Author Traffic School. That's a great, like, play on words. I love that. It's like you're a writer or something like you actually know how to do stuff like that. How cool. <laughs> she does. If you, you know, I, I tell everyone that if they want to know the truth about getting their books out there and what it takes and everything, go to author traffic school. And, you know, it's not like car traffic school. <laughs> it's real no, fun. it's not. I don't have any gory pictures yet, but. <laughs> I don't know what, maybe one day when we're talking smack, we'll come up with some. No. Oh my God. It'd be so um, funny. We could rip up a book. Oh. <laughs> multiple book covers scattered everywhere with paint <laughs> spotted on them. <laughs> <Forensic Yeah. team. laughs> and then Christy, what's your company? Cause I know you have a couple things going on as well. Yeah. Mine is crush your expert book. And, and then, um, the other one is Barefoot Learning Club, but that's more focused on education for kids with yeah. writing and, and reading and writing um, literacy. Beautiful. Yeah. Helping so many people. Um, I, I, oh. Yeah, go ahead, Tamara. I will. Um, so if you guys, or maybe you already have this planned, but if you were to be together, even after we get finished with this podcast, what would you go do for fun? 
I think something to do with the beach. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Chris? Oh my gosh. I've been insanely jealous ever since you went on that cruise. I say we take, go to the Bahamas, take a cruise. Oh my God. I hate cruises. Did oh, you know you, that? No, I thought you liked that cruise. No, oh. no. I, so here's the deal. I, <laughs> if I go to a country, I want to get out and do stuff. Like, you know, I want to get out. I'm just an explorer. That's, that's why I can't wait to go back to, 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 uh, Montana. Um, you're stuck on a cruise boat and all you can do is eat. Like I just literally eat my way through. So my first cruise, I went with my sister who actually, we got an argument in the airport in, in, uh, at O'Hare and called dad. Yeah. My sister's actually calling dad, complaining about me and then hands the phone. And and my dad's like, be nice to your sister. I know she's difficult. So then I try it again. So you guys will love this. So I go for this weekend away in Cabo and I do it again. I go by myself and in the middle of the night, this couple decides to make out and argue outside my door. I literally had to open, like, get a room, you guys. Like, I'm here by myself. I don't want to hear you making out. So then the third time, just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not doing a cruise ever again. Let's just say. Okay, no I kept, I kept I kept trying it thinking, oh, you know, maybe I'll like it this time. So I, I guess I'm like Pavlov's dog, only I don't learn. No. <laughs> So you would go, you would go to the beach. That would be a meeting. I don't know, the beach, Chris, the beach or a foreign country. Let's go to a foreign country. Foreign country beach. Yeah. Let's go. I'm there. So there you go. Monte Carlo. Let's go to Monte Carlo. (laughs) That'd be be cool. You learn something new every day. Who knew that? (laughs) There you go. We're we're going to get those tickets booked after we go to Montana. There we go. (laughs) That would be fun. Oh my gosh. That is so exciting. I'm so glad that you came on the show and it sounds like you have a really powerful, fun, but also intellectual business driven relationship. Like it's like, it's all the things it's like, it's, it's love, it's laughter, it's fun, it's productivity all wrapped in one. And uh, I'm so excited that you were able to share your story with us. Any parting words for your friend? Anything you want to share last before we close up? For each other yeah, or for, for the other. people listening? For each other. Oh. oh. Hmm. <laughs> we, 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 we talked like three times today already. I, I know. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I've said about enough to you today. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> How about this? Christy, is there any... Um, what are you deeply, deeply grateful for um, having Juliet in your life? Uh, basically, be her, be, because of her, I, my second career took off because I was a teacher and I, you know, and then, and I was kind of supplementing my income by ghostwriting. But when I met Juliet and I started editing and working more and then, COVID shut the world down and I was like, I'm out of these schools. I'm out. You know, we just, it just exploded my, my career. I, I, how can I not be grateful for that? And it's because she knows so much and I just sometimes feel like a sponge absorbing information, like from this knowledgeable guru person that I, 
who I love and respect at the same time. So. <laughs> That is yeah. so sweet. What's wrong with you? That's so sweet. <laughs> it's late. I'm up, I was up at 3 a.m. Oh, my no, God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Juliet, what about you? What's your, what, what are you really grateful for from Christy? I'm really grateful that I have someone I can pick up the phone anytime and just, just laugh when I'm in a bad mood. Just call her and she'll calm me down and make me laugh. And I, I really and truly do appreciate that. I, I take myself far too seriously sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes Aww. she goes on a walk and we feed the ducks virtually together. Aww. <laughs> That's nice. That. Virtual duck feeding. I live right on a river. So there's plenty of ducks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, it just goes to show you, you never know when you're going to meet your, your next best friend. It could be someone on stage and you just chase after them in a crowded room and push people out of the way. <laughs> but trust your instincts. Trust your instincts. That's, a, that's the yeah. message here. For it, this reminds me sort of of holiday. Have you guys ever watched Holiday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You know where she goes down the elevator and she's pushing people out of the way before she gets on stage and, and sings her way into his heart. But that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> pushing people down head first. <laughs> I thought you meant Holiday, the one with Jack Black, and uh, but this sounds like a Hello. different movie. No, no have you not seen Holiday? Emma uh-uh. Roberts and uh, what's his name? Luke Bracey. It's hilarious. Okay. I'm going to, I'll put it on. Sounds like, sounds fun. Yeah. Tamara, any parting words? It was lovely to meet both of you. And yes, if you ever come to Montana, come say hi. I'm taking you up on that. I'm going to do yeah. the ghost town tour next summer. Oh, nice. Yeah. They're beautiful. I'll, I'll have to do that pub, uh, holiday pub situation <laughs> one of these years. I threatened to come out there. I'll do yeah. It. I don't drink. I, I could be the designated something oh, yeah. or other. <laughs> yeah. Drinking is not a requirement. It's probably even more funny if you don't drink. (laughs) Probably probably when we used to go to Napa, I would drive and I'd tell them whatever happens here, you know, whatever, whatever you say, Canon will be used against you at a later date. (laughs) It'll be published in a book someday. I will write Yeah, I will write a story. All right. Uh, All right. Make it a great day. You never know when you're going to meet your next BFF. Bye. Thank you. Hey, Bestie. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button to get notified of new episodes and check out cool Bestie gift ideas at howimetmybff.com. That's right. And also leave us a review. Those reviews help us out a lot and are one of the best ways to support us. Yes. And if you have a fun story about how you met your BFF, send us an email at info at howimetmybff.com. We would love to hear about it. Definitely. And hey, maybe we'll have you on our next episode. That would be awesome. Until next time. Love ya, BFFs.